I sense your presence. You are close. Good. You have found my breastplate. Put it on, Adam. It will fit, though you are something less across the shoulders than I was in my prime. What sort of protection will it give me? It is boiled leather and plate, boy. What else were you expecting? No, I only jest. It will prove sovereign against both spear and dagger. Against the ungodly, it will shield the heart and ward the soul. But heed me well, the most subtle da danger you must face comes from within. Your presence does not feel strong here. That is not my presence, you perceive, demoiselle, but the power of the cuirass itself. Can it be that the evil of this place has corrupted it somehow? Never. What you are feeling is the power that the cuirass has accumulated over the centuries. Thank you. We could certainly use your help. I must go now. Fare thee well. Tonight, on the Commune Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Commune Podcast. This time we are back to talk more about Realms of the Haunting, but before we get into all that spooky, scary stuff, I wanted to ask, Fox, how have you been doing? I've been pretty good. It's a nice Labor Day weekend and I got to finish Realms of the Haunting. Yeah, I uh, I can think of no better way to celebrate such a holiday. <laughs> Shouty, how have you been doing? Been doing well, thank you. Nice, glad to hear. Adrian, how have you been doing? Uh, so-so. Yeah. It's been a while since we've uh, had you on one of these, and last time it was on Popful Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Adrian, what have you been playing? Uh, I actually haven't been playing all that much. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? I beat Demon Souls. Oh, nice! Yeah. Last boss wasn't actually that great, though. The king guy? Yeah. It's because of, like, it's it's kind of like with Popful Mail, where if you mess up one properties, it can make a somewhat decent boss into a really kind of tedious one, because you have yeah. to constantly back away from him, because Demon Souls is a game where your shield is made of paper, and it doesn't do the thing it's supposed to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's constantly running peck him a little bit, and then run away, dodge whatever he does. Sometimes you can peck him without him doing anything. Sometimes you just can't, so you block, and then he gets free damage off of you. So then you have to run away, find him time to heal, and then just keep doing that until he dies. And he has a lot of health, too. Hmm. It's hard to predict, too. I mean, he randomly selects, room, selects a move, but it's not like it matters trying to predict what he's going to do. <laughs> so, so is that a running theme with the bosses in Demon's Crest or, jeez, Demon's Demon Souls <laughs> that they're uh, that they're kind of tweaked to be impossible? They can be tweaked in a way that's annoying, and I find that um, they can be tweaked in a way where if you don't have the right stats in the right places, they can be uh, obnoxious. For example, I went through quite a bit of the game not being able to roll. I had this, like, brick roll, which sucks, which for certain bosses, like the old hero, being able to roll fast without, you know, flopping on the ground like a fish out of water is kind of helpful. And then there are things like shields, like, I'm 
pretty confident that had I not gone to the Flame Lurker with the purple Flame Shield, which is, you know, resistant to fire, I wouldn't have had an easy time with him that I did. Mm. And probably because I chose to do him so late in the game after I'd already leveled up so much. Do you think you were missing equipment on the other bosses then? Uh, I might have been. I know the the old hero was one where he attacks and whether I block or not, he'll just do like half my health for no <laughs> reason. It's, it was one of those. So I'm thinking maybe I needed the right shield or something. Maybe there's a special shield for slash damage or something. I don't know. Could have been with the Alonk guy too. Maybe I was supposed to equip like that magic shield that I got from killing Ostrava before it. And maybe that would have gave me easier time. But I don't know. Shouty, what have you been playing lately? I just did a quick replay of DDD's Drum Dash Deluxe from the eShop on 3DS. Nice. Wait, what was that? DDD's Drum Dash Deluxe. It's an eShop game. It's based off of one of the sub-games in Kirby's Triple Deluxe. Oh, so uh, is that like a rhythm game? Yeah. It's like one of those few games that I'm actually really, really proficient at. So I can like churn out a, like a really high score with little effort. Is that good or bad? Like, is that just mean you get to dig the game and enjoy it? Or do you feel like oh, there's no resistance and I'm kind of sleepy? No, there is resistance in like the harder levels. But I mean, I can still like pull through and be like a perfectionist at it without any trouble. I gotcha. It's a game where you can really get in the zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like that more than the fighting game? Oh, definitely. I mean, the well, the fighting game is more multiplayer-oriented. Mm. The, the rhythm game is more single-player-focused, and, and it has more content in that regard. Yeah, Okay. I mean, there's a single-player portion of the fighting game, but it's not anything special. Okay. So, would you rather play Drum Dash Deluxe or Harmonite? I feel like Drum Dash is, like, more, um, I don't know, you have more agency in how you perform the rhythm. It's really more like going through a platform out obstacle course to a rhythm, rather, while Harmonite, you actually have to play to the rhythm, otherwise you're not going to do any good at it. Okay, that sounds kind of interesting. I mean, Drum Dash just falls in line with my skill sets more than Harmonite. So it's not about about preference, it's just more that I'm better at Drum Dash than Harmonite. Falls within your skill sets? Yeah. Is that to say because you're better at platforming than rhythm? I just, I I think that uh, there's a greater sense of predictability and more leniency in Drum Dash than uh, in Harmonite, or any other rhythm game. Okay. And Fox, what have you been playing? Uh, After finishing Realms of the Haunting, I picked up SWAT 3, which is a spinoff of the Police Quest series. Oh! So, is it still an adventure game if it's a spinoff? SWAT 1 was an adventure game. An FMV adventure game. Oh! SWAT 2 is an isometric real-time strategy game, and then SWAT 3 is a first-person tactical shooter, squad-based tactical shooter. Oh! Each one is nothing like the last. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So that's why I'm playing three instead of one or two. <laughs> <laughs> so should I think like Counter Strike? It's been compared to Rainbow Six, but this is my first time into the genre, so mm. I don't know in comparison. Well, as your first time into the genre, what do you think? It's totally different than what I'm what I'm expecting. I'm kind of expecting to be like a lone hero going in and doing everything myself, but the game emphasizes that you command your squad to do a lot of things. And you're ranked based on that. Oh, how well you divvy up the tasks. Yeah. Nice, okay. So is that to say you're having trouble with it, or...? Kind of, yeah. It's it's part of the fun of, me, of trying something new, though. Yeah, going in the, in the deep end. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, actually, when is it from? Because that's... I thought it was... That's Sierra, right? I thought it was the late okay. 90s. Yeah. Uh, 99. Yeah, that reminds me. Yeah? Aside from playing games, I've also finally got into watching Attack on Titan. Oh. <laughs> is that squad-based? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a squad, uh, except they all die. <laughs> If it, I don't think it, none of you have seen the show, have you? No, I have. Oh, oh well, you have. Yeah, I read the manga for a good deal. Oh wow! But I stopped because I didn't like it anymore. So, Fox, as someone who has never played the squad shooter genre before, would you recommend SWAT Three? So far, yeah, but all my recommendations come with the the caveat that they're rough around the edges. All right. One thing that kind of struck me as odd is that regardless of whether or not you fail the objective you're given, you have the opportunity to continue. What? Like, the campaign will... It allows you to continue the campaign if you totally screw up your mission. Uh, weird. Is there any disadvantage for that? I haven't gone along that path, but it's something I'm going to try doing. That's weird. It just strikes me as very odd, yeah. Huh. Okay. Realms of the Haunting loves mazes. It's got short ones, it's got long ones, it's got dark ones, it's got bright ones, it's got puzzly ones, it's got ones with enemies. You get the point. Every quest in this game wraps you up in one maze or another, so let's talk. How does Realms of the Haunting form its mazes? So this time, I wanted to get at mazes in Realms of the Haunting, or Attack on Titan. Um, (laughs) And I wanted to ask, Fox, if you had to come up with a definition for mazes in Realms of the Haunting, could you give that a stab? Of mazes solely within Realms of the Haunting? Yes. Like, Like what, what is Realms of the Haunting's sense of a maze? Well, they all feel kind of like... There's variations of the same kind of hedge maze. Only instead of walls, we've either got uh, pits or like yeah, caverns or or like brain tissue. They all seem to be very similar in that regard. So they're all similar to hedge mazes. Yeah. And what what makes a hedge maze a hedge maze? The Windows 95 screensaver. Uh, those thin corridors. Yeah, you've got thin. You, it's, it's literally a dungeon crawl where it's just grid by grid, and then on either side of you there's either nothing or a wall or a door or something. So it, it reminds me of dungeon crawling. 
Yeah, it, uh, you know, it's wizardry except with more frames. Right. <laughs> There's, that's true for a lot of mazes, and I think you... It was either you or the PC gamer guy. <laughs> oh, I feel bad about this. That either brought up that that uh, the brain maze was nice because all the walls are weirdo. I think I said that. Okay. <laughs> the walls are weirdo. Yeah, they're all jaggy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're all uneven. Yeah. When you come to the to, to a dead end, it's either a convex or a concave. None of the wall, none yeah. of the ends meet. And, uh, yeah. Even what well, something else I mentioned was like this is the one mage where I think the wonky engine really plays in favor of it because where you, when you'd move away or closer to a wall, it would kind of stretch the way it shouldn't be. But that <laughs> seemed like it fit this. It seemed like it fit this. The FOV. Yeah. All right. Adrian, is there anything you would add to the definition? No, I think lots of long corridors with a uh, lot of. 90 degree turns and often limited visibility probably add that too. Oh yeah. Except except for maybe the caves because you can see over the gaps. But there aren't even as many turns in that one uh, compared to the hedge maze. What's a common thing you do in a maze? In in the realms of the haunting. The mazes in realms of the haunting are more than walls. Right. Mazes along with whatever it is you're trying to do in the mansion caves or whatever because usually you're always trying to find stuff yeah like what kind of stuff do you look for normally that it does actually require you to pay attention to the story and that's one of the reasons why i usually don't skip the cutscene the first time yeah uh, oftentimes though because like the hedge maze for example because there's like oh you need to find actually no that one was weird because they didn't even tell you about the crystal meat. It was like you have to go to this place, sneak past the thing, and make sure not to make too much noise or whatever. They only said, like, get the ring. So I knew the ring was the only thing I needed to get. But when I started wandering in that maze for, like, a ridiculously long time, I eventually said, do I have a map of this place? And it's like, oh, God, I actually do have a map. Because I ended up finding the palace where the thing was before I even found the ring. So it's like, shit. So... That's when I looked at a map, and then that's when I found out there was, like, three different items in there. Actually, I think I stumbled upon the earphones first before the ring, so that's when I went on my, you know, treasure hunt. Yeah, there's often a lot of doodads to pick up in the maze. It's more than just getting through it. Yeah. There's no enemies in the hedge maze, though. But that that is to say there are enemies in other mazes, though. Yeah, like in the caves or the... the the, the tower, that's what it is. And yeah, even the, the brain place, too. There are those predator-looking things. Predator. Alien-looking things yeah. that come after you. Yeah, I, I always want to call them xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those enemies are so cool. Even though they only do melee damage. Yeah. So, Shouty, how much agency do you have when you you find a path through the mansion do you generally find yourself restricted and having to follow the game's lead or do you feel like you're, you're open-ended and you can kind of explore and do whatever you want or you know how would you characterize freedom in exploring the mansion in the beginning when you first play the game you first start the game where you see all these sigils closing off all these doors so 
you're pretty much railroaded into one specific part, but after that, you get more op you get more options after you complete like a dungeon. That's that's like uh, the separate from the mansion itself. Yeah. So um, I feel like as you go get through more of the game, uh, there's more open endedness in the mansion. But uh, it sounds like you only offer open one extra path at a time, right? Yeah, but I feel like you're still open end, more open end. Like you still have to uh, examine other parts of the mansion to figure out where you're supposed to go next. And I feel mm. like th that range that you get is expanded upon uh, like exponentially as you make your way through the game. Yeah, as the mansion gets older and older, it's easy to. Like at first, you don't have to pay attention too much, but um, like chapter eleven in particular stumped me because you need to go back to where Hawk is trapped, yeah. and that's like the complete opposite end of the mansion. And um, you know, you could have ended up going back through the chapter two dungeon if you didn't remember where he is. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I said this was a game where you you really do need to pay attention to what they're saying because they have a tendency to not say anything more than once. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, jeez. Or talk without saying anything. <laughs> you know, I went into my item screen and I asked Rebecca about the key of tears, and she's like, yeah, use this to free Hawk. And I was like, where's Hawk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if um, you forgot, you were screwed. Yeah. Good thing I didn't. So, Adrian, uh, would you agree with how Shouty characterized freedom in the mansion? Uh, not quite. I mean, I think around the chapter... Eight, eight and nine area. It's weird because you can actually skip chapter nine and go straight <laughs> to chapter ten. Um, yeah. yeah, that section where the where you're basically covering the other half of the mansion. Uh, yeah, I think it opens up there. But um, in some of the later chapters, I think how like half the time you're actually not even in the mansion anymore. Yeah. So when the game's not asking you to go back to a portal that you've already been to, for the most part, you're still just going through these um. Uh, either straight paths or like you're doing things like the hedge maze or the brain maze and things like that. So, for the most part, you know, not entirely, but for the most part, you feel like you are shuttled from one maze to, or, you know, from one dungeon or maze or whatever to the next, and the interlinking parts are very simple. Yeah. Okay. And Fox, would you say the mazes in and of themselves offer much freedom, or are they, you know, pretty much you gotta follow them? I, I feel like there's there's freedom in how you can explore them. I'm reminded of of like the, the intro passage of Colossal Caves, where it says you're you're in a maze of twisted little passages all alike. Uh, and it, I feel like with freedom to explore something, you should you should kind of know what you're going into. But for the brain puzzle in particular, like every path is exactly alike. You don't really yeah. know where you're going. Yeah. The uh, I guess this is where is this okay for me to talk about the trick with that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, it's kind of I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it is arranged in like a hexagon, and each of them are symmetrical, and each of them, two of them are linked to each other. So if you remember that, like one thing I I caught on after going through them so many times is that. If you find a set of stairs that goes down, go to both ends and you're guaranteed to find two brains. And that covers the entire lower section. And then you will always find 
like two more brains if you just keep going straight. Basically try to go as far into, away from the center room where all the, the brain chambers are connected. And then you'll find the those other brain chambers where there's a heart which doesn't do anything. You never pick those up. You know the uh, little, the little wait, you didn't you didn't push those down? The little beating hearts? Yeah. You can push them down? Ah, uh, I thought those were required. Yeah. No. Those are required. Because supposed to, they're like a switch. I mean, yeah. not, not the heart itself, but definitely the pillar. The pillar it rests on. The pillar it rests on was a switch. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't do that. Huh. Yeah, I was curious what would happen if you didn't interact with those and just munched the brains. Yep, I just munched the brains, killed the thing that came out, and then left. Huh. Oh, I didn't kill it. I I left. No, I didn't kill it either. I didn't need to. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> You've got infinite ammo. I got. I got nothing but time. Yeah. <laughs> I I killed him, and I actually picked up a note from him too. Is a note Wait, from him? There's a note? Oh, is it one of yeah. those stupid... Whoever control, holds this scroll is... Yeah. He's worthy. Yeah. Tomb yeah. making What? <laughs> oh, man. Now I gotta replay the game. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick in uploading the videos. <laughs> okay. Do a speedrun upload. So, Adrian, I wanted to pester you about an individual maze. What was your maze of choice? It was the hedge maze. And yeah, that one is pretty open, because uh, like Fox mentioned earlier, you can pretty much get the three doodads in any order you want. Uh, There's nothing restricting you from getting one uh, before the other. Uh, What is restricted, though, is make sure you don't go into the palace where the thing is, because it'll lock the door behind you, and then you'll be stuck, and you can't get out. I got lucky and found everything my first time. Yeah. So, in the hedge maze, what's it like to travel down a single hallway? You know, are the hallways short or long or straight or twisty? Very. Are there any obstructions? Yeah, they vary. Sometimes they twist a lot. I know around the edges they definitely twist a lot lot more. And more in the center, there's a lot more... Basically, you can have, like, a lot more air... A lot more where they turn off to the left or right. Like very close to each other, but they but they don't do that thing where it's like in Rose of Haunting where you have two rooms that go to the same hallway. No, they go often. Wait, you, it's not like that thing in Realms of the Haunting. Oh, sorry. Uh, often when I'm in Realms of the Haunting, I would find that you would open the door, and then you would open another door, and then both doors go to like the same hallway. I know there's mm. there's one part I'm really thinking of. I think it might have been the house in Aquia or something. It's where you get the magic wand. Yeah. Where it had moments like that where, oh, these two doors both go to the same place, so it's like, okay, that's that. But the hedge maze wasn't like that. If there were two turns, they often went off their completely own separate direction. And you you said there were a lot of like compact turns where there would be a bunch of turns all in the same space. Yeah. And that was one where doing my trick of exterior, check the exteriors first, didn't really pay off that well because one the mage itself is huge so you're going to be hugging the left side the left corner for a long time and and not only that i think it actually goes back in so once it goes back into where it's in front of the palace then it it gets a lot more confusing and then uh yeah that didn't pay off well so 
that's what it's like to go through the hedge maze. And that's why I eventually just said, all right, I'll, I'll look at the map. <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably pretty easy to get stuck in that kind of maze. Yeah. And did the map help you orient yourself? Yes, it did a lot. There's a similar maze in um, uh, later after you get captured after the prisoner chapter. It's not given its own chapter name, so I don't remember which one. Where they also have a hedge maze, but it's much smaller. It's the pre-brain maze. Yeah. I At first I thought I found the exit and it's like, was I supposed to pick up something? And then it turns out, and then I, I basically just say, alright, I'm not going to go through this again. And then I take a look at the map it's like, oh no, it's actually, the exit's actually over there somewhere in the center <laughs> that I didn't look. Yeah, I got, I made that same mistake. Yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't, uh, oh, you forgot to pick something up. It was just, oh, you assumed this was the exit. It's actually not the exit. It's actually that thing over there. And so, in the hedge maze, in the chapter 10... Wait, sorry. Is that chapter 10? I think it's chapter 11. I don't remember. (laughs) Well... It's hard to keep track. In that hedge maze, how can a path be interrupted? Like, what happens in a path that you need to stop and make a decision? Really, anytime there's more than two way, or more than one way to go, because the, the problem is you can never is that there's there's very few dead ends, and that's also what makes it so much harder. So you can find yourself inadvertently looping back onto the same path. Like there's like one dead end near the beginning, but once you get through that, um, and that's one of the reasons why it can be harder to find your way around through that maze without a map because unlike in metroid where you can find definite dead ends to orient yourself say okay this area is clear now i can go back and check out that other branches like no there are no branches it wheezes back into itself and that definitely makes it much more difficult to keep track where you've been and where you haven't and when am i going to go back to that one place where i branched off from so i can keep a mental note of where i haven't haven't been yeah there are dead ends for the Items you need, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, there are. Some of the items. Some of them. The the meat, no. The no, not the meat. The earrings. The, the ear, the earplugs. Earplugs yeah. and the ring, yes, because you got to do um, cruddy platforming. <laughs> for the ring. No, both of them. Well, you no for you, the for the earplugs, it's just across a pool of water that does nothing. Yeah, but it's 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 still finicky because you can't see where you're standing. I had to like use look down and then walk over it. Yeah, that's what I did. I thought you could just go along the side or whatever. No. I I I, I didn't. I don't remember anything obstructing from the earplugs. So, are those uh, the rooms with the keys in them? Are they distinct from the maze in general? Yes, they're they're really obvious. Once you find the rooms that has the items, it's obvious there's something there uh, it's just a matter of getting to it i know the the meat one definitely threw me for a loop because and this is another common problem i find that the game has and that is things that are kind of hard to see but they're super important for getting through the game and that was <laughs> the switch to lower the platform i had a similar dirt moment when i found out oh shit there's actually the, a thing here to move the clock hands in that one part you know what i'm talking about right a, oh yeah when you um yeah. Go through the sarcophagus. Yeah. 
I think Fox had the same issue. Yeah, because um, at first I thought, oh, it must be you move the clock in the, the room and make it ring the bell, and then you go through. It's like, nope, you have to move the clock down there, make it match <laughs> the time when it rings, yeah. which is 6 o'clock, and then you get it. But, of course, the problem is, um, uh, where's the switch? And it's 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 so... <laughs> it's like painted on. Yeah, it's like painted on the thing. And it's not that easy to see. It's it's easy to miss because God knows how many times I walked past that. <laughs> Is there any anything you get for turning the clock to six? The turning the grandfather clock to six. That's when the that's how you solve that puzzle. That like oh the grandfather no, yeah. clock. Well, the, yeah. you get a you get a hint from the grandfather clock. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all that's there for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always wanted to like store something in there when it opens up. And then what? That's where I'll put all my notes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was pretty much nothing to orient yourself, was there? No. No, there was a map. That's, oh, yeah, there was a map. The map is what you need to use. So how did the paths change on your way back? Well, the hedge maze didn't, and by the time I had already done what I needed to do with the puzzle room in there, which, by the way, I, I feel... There's one puzzle where you needed to use earplugs that kind of pissed me off because it wasn't like a it was an interface issue because you don't equip it you have to use it and I'm like yeah. I, I don't know what was up with that so when I found the solution I'm like what am I doing why am I stuck and it's like wait but I already did that oh <laughs> you have to do it like this excuse uh. me and so yeah that wasn't fun. So yeah, so after that, uh, I had already known my way through the maze pretty well, so it was actually pretty quick travel back. It's just after the hedge maze, you see the uh, the men in black come out and try to shoot you. <laughs> but they're pretty easy to avoid. Fox, did you have any notes on how the hedge maze changes on your way back? Not really. Uh, I remember there being gates that shot up. Did, I don't remember them yeah. obstructing my path all that much. Yeah, you can jump over those. It was more of a like a shock. It's like a like a jump that is suddenly alive. Suddenly <laughs> yeah, annoying. There's also the uh, chainsaws, but those are easy to walk around. Yeah, you know, I actually I don't think I ever encountered them because I I actually still don't know what you talk about with the chainsaws. Either I completely walked past them and didn't recognize them, or I never went the way you were supposed to to actually see them. I got so stupid lost that I, like, hit every corner of the maze before stumbling out. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I actually had memorized my way, the, the critical path, straight from the, the beginning of the maze to the exit, and then I just did that first. Oh, jeez. Fox, what maze did you have in mind? I had the brain maze. Does it have a more official name than... Hmm... It's, I think it's just show. Show, okay. So what are the individual hallways like in Brain Land? <laughs> Wario's Brain Land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, exa they're exactly alike. They're all very... It's, it's easy to get lost, but uh, yeah, they're all twisty. They all lead to either a heart chamber or back out into the central area. They're also really dark, too. Yeah. Or, right? Yeah, and they do have those twisty contours to them. Mm -hmm. They're not the straight shots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, is there anything on the paths? Uh, monsters sometimes. Yes, finite ones. Yeah. Yeah. 
like on one hand, I really appreciated that because the infinite monsters really messed with me in chapter five. But on the other hand, I think it would have been nice to have them because that would have kept the tension up. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I took so long to actually do the brain maze thing that uh, I would not have wanted that. Yeah. I would simplify the maze and then have them infinitely respawn. Yeah, because you, you collect like 20-something brains. Six, yeah, 16. Yeah. 16. There's, <laughs> there's like four just laying around on the outside. Yeah. And then you get... Well, I thought... I thought they should have had the monsters drop the brains. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. Hmm. That's using your... Brain. Plugin. Yeah. Uh, the paths are also really dark. Yeah. So how can a path be interrupted? When do you need to make a decision? Well, uh, sometimes you'll run into a monster. you got to make a decision. Uh, sometimes it'll it'll fork, kind of. Like, like you'll, you'll see uh, those stairways into one of the brain chambers. Not brain, heart, the heart chambers. And you'll have to... You have to figure out if you want to go in there or go continue along your path. And were the forks easy to read, or? Well, it, it, I think that, that it's pretty easy to read once you get through the once you've been along the maze long enough, because it's it's all really samey. Yeah. It's 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 more. It was more of a pain to me to to make that decision of of going down them once I once I once I was searching for the last brains. Oh yeah. So. It, it was easier at the beginning or at the end? At the beginning, because there's more to there's, there's more to the more to explore. But at the end, you're trying to figure out what what you haven't seen, and since everything looks exactly alike, it's hard to find them. Yeah, I I had a similar issue where I thought I was I was finding a lot of brains by moving around uh, fairly randomly or doing that same exterior collision thing, but um after a while, that was when I wasn't finding anything. Then then I was really like, oh crap, where do I have to look? <laughs> <laughs> At the end, I was short exactly one brain, and the only way out of it was to write down every single junction in the maze. I, I had to I had sort of do that, too. It was exactly one brain. And now on the forums, there is an unreadable brain maze map. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, junction Un- I. Unreadable? That's well, the one I used to figure out how it was symmetrical. Wait. You read the maze that I or the map that I posted? Oh, you posted. I thought yeah. you were talking about some other map. Oh no. Is there an image map of it? No. It's like it's like a very like it's just a it's a scrawled image mm. of the map. It's like a bunch of lines. But it but it gets the point across. Yeah. The the demon that spawns at the end should drop a map just out of spite. <laughs> yeah, instead of you are worthy of scroll. It's you are worthy to find your way around this maze that you already did. <laughs> so, Fox, did paths often loop back onto old paths? Yeah, I think so. And did you ever have any trouble deciding what to do when that happened? Usually, that would cause me to get lost. So, what I would end up doing is going back to the center area that I came from, then orienting myself by finding the the brain machine, and then picking a spot to go back out so I had my bearings again. Uh, kind of so, start. same here. You kind of got lost in all the decisions you had to make, and, like, that one gave you an orientation? Yeah. Okay. And was the main room the only thing you had to orient yourself? It was the only thing that stood out as different. It's just, like, something I could focus on. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for that, if it weren't for the brain machine... I, I wouldn't. I, that wouldn't be helpful either. If unless I had that 
brain machine there. Yeah. You do have the heart rooms, but those all look the same. Yeah. Yeah. The brain... The brain machine is in a specific spot of the large center room that that's really what you're using to orient yourself with. Yeah. Yeah, because you can choose either the first path to the left or the first path to the right or second left, second right, and you just do that. Yeah. Yeah, by the end, I had to plot the doors on a clock versus yeah. where the, the brain machine was at 12. Yeah, the room itself is still pretty huge, though, so... By the time I even found that brain machine for the first time, I already collected quite a few, so, <laughs> you know, that left me with no way to remember, oh, crap, which ones did I already pick up? Mm. So, you know, I just had to double back on everywhere I've been to in order to find those last few brains. Yeah, that sucks. Something I felt that I could have really benefited from from this game is, like, a compass. So, <laughs> I have a feeling they would find a way to work, to work that against you. Okay. Shouty, did you have any mazes in mind? Uh, the cavern from Chapter 5. Oh, no. So, uh, what was it like to travel down a single hallway in the cavern? You have some open areas where you have, like, platforms that you're walking across connected by bridges. And then you also have some, like, uh, cavernous paths. Like the closed-in corridors? Yeah. And they were also uneven. Yeah. So are the paths, like, short or long, and are they open or closed? They're long when they're closed and short when they're open. Hmm. Well, I mean, the the paths along the uh, along the platforms connected by bridges, I guess eh, they're closed, but you're still, like, in an open area. Like, you can see around you. You can see the other paths. Right. There are no walls, but the ground you're on is thin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did the lighting engine affect your perception of paths? It was dark, so I had to, like, look closely and carefully and kind of see with my mind's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Where have I heard that before? It's like a thing. Is that Shaolin Showdown? (laughs) Yeah, that's Shaolin Showdown. I I swear, they say that. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kimiko. Um, <laughs> this is one of the characters. So, Shouty, how were paths interrupted? There were infinitely spawning enemies. Oh. So, yeah, I had to like either get rid of all of them or um just run away and deal with it later. So the paths were interrupted by like infinitely spawning enemies. Yeah, infinitely spawning flying enemies. So they can get to you anywhere. Yeah, even in those open areas where the paths are thin. And what kind of forks were there? Would you have to make a decision? Not very many forks that I couldn't see beforehand. Like, I couldn't, like, predetermine in the open areas and the closed areas. They were kind of just one straight go-through. Yeah. There might have been one alcove or another, but it's usually pretty straightforward. So, the open areas branched out a whole lot, whereas the tight areas, you could count, you know, individual openings, and there weren't too many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did paths ever loop back onto other paths? Not really. Unless you think, um, falling off a path in one of the open areas counts as looping back, because if you fall off, you have to find, um, a way back up. 
the bottom area is kind of its own path, but then it only has one link back up, and you need to be on the top path yeah. to get anywhere. Yeah. And there's at least one moment of platforming where if you screw up, you have to <laughs> reload your save or find that one stair. I'm not sure if there's another way around that. I feel like there is, but I, I can only get through there by jumping. Hmm. So I'm not quite sure. I would hope so, because that's a really difficult jump to make in a game like this. There's a couple jumps like that, where I had to furrow my brow. Yeah, but but you're not, like, in the dark, yeah. with oh. infinitely spawning enemies <laughs> flying at you. Yeah. Does anyone remember that one in the tower, where it's like, yes. it cuts off diagonally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember having to jump in the tower. That was the one spot where I realized running and jumping helps a lot. Oh, there's running and jumping in this game? Th- there's a run button that if you turn on, it makes your jumping a heck of a lot easier. Well, yeah, I know I know that can run, but I didn't know there was momentum in midair. Yeah. I, I could not get it to work. I, like, hit caps lock, and I don't see the the run mode toggle coming on and off, so... Oh. Yeah, I had the same experience. It day for me. I had to make that jump without the run. Jesus. Oh, boy. Yep, it sucked. <laughs> I looked at that jump, and I said, I bet I can't do that. And then I said, I bet that means they want me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did the same thing. It was like, no, I can't make that jump, and I'm going to look it up online. It's like, no, I have to make that jump. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping it was I forgot something, but no, it wasn't. So, Shouty, there's a warp in that maze, right? Yeah, there is. There's two teleporters, each linking to each other. And where, uh, where does it take you? Nowhere important. Oh, I thought it did, because I know one of them takes you to the, the red-ass clown that blocks your way. Uh, oh, really? In the in the caverns? In Chapter 5? Yeah. Oh, so it takes you to the, the, the demon statue in, um... Yeah. So... Oh. Oh, so you don't have to make that jump then. I had completely forgotten that. Okay, so though jumping is required for that, it's just a shortcut. Okay. Hang on, I, I actually don't remember the caves too well, so... Well, I, I have mean, to... I, re- I thought it... I recalled it taking you to one of those blue crystals, and that was the only way to get it. Blue crystals? Yeah, my, my memories on the caves isn't too good, so... I don't think you need the teleporter to find the... Thing you need to uh, give the demon statue to keep going. Yeah, not the red one, but one of the tiny blue ones. Where are tiny blue crystals? You know, I never figured out what they existed for. Are you sure they even existed? That was weird. Yeah, I had that same moment where I thought the game was being dumb. It's like, well, I got your treasure because he's like offers something up as a compensation or reward or something of ample value, something along those lines. And it's like, well, I picked up this crystal. Isn't this what you want? And only by going backwards and stumbling upon this one random thing, like, oh, this is the thing he wanted. Because it's, it's like, yeah, it's it's, all, it's got a shrine on it. It's got some enemies guarding it. It's highlighted on the map too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was when I did not look at the map. But um, it's weird that they had a, a red herring item. Yeah, Shouty, how do you orient yourself in the caverns? There's a map. And that's pretty much it. The map was good. Yeah, the map's good. Okay. I didn't. I went through without a map, so it's one of the lesser complicated phases. Well, if you didn't have a map, you could use. I feel like 
I always thought that the one of the warp pads in the like uh, cave alcove was a good landmark for finding the red crystal. Yeah. So you could use that. I got so stuck in that maze until uh, I found everything except for the statue until I looked at the map. All right. Let's see. In the mansion, the single hallways are pretty much like hedge maze hallways. They're pretty tight. Um, there are a couple of more open rooms, but more often than not, they tend to be hallways. And they're actually short enough with landmarks along the way, like an entrance to a dungeon or a door outside or something like that, that they're broken up often enough and I never get lost. There's a wide variety of enemies on them, although typically it's just going to be those, you know, weirdos in blue pants. But you'll find random stuff like skeleton bird, knife men. Those are my favorite. <laughs> What's interesting is that they sometimes use warps to loop back onto old parts of the maze. So, like, uh, in one of the earlier chapters, you warp to, like, a garden dimension. And then, as you progress in the game, you unlock that path and find out it's part of the mansion. Yeah, it was a courtyard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I could usually orient myself by the entrances to different dungeons. And, uh, yeah, the... Mansion maze is so rich with decorations and stuff that I never really got lost. Yeah. yeah you're probably not supposed to get lost in it. Yeah. Well, there there are certain sections where I, it takes me a while to remember where, but because they have those distinct rooms, like that one big room with the big dining table that you can pick up those three vials, and I think you pick up the red one, it summons two enemies. Yeah. Like some of the hallways before that one, I remember... I might not remember quite as well, but once I find that room, it's like, oh, I know exactly where I am. Yeah. It feels like the mansion has a lot more character in each room, whereas the other mazes, they kind of want them to feel samey, or at least they came out feeling samey. That's the point of a maze, though, isn't it? Um, I mean... It depends on what your maze is. I mean... No room in Super Metroid is like another, but it's still a maze. Yeah. I think it's to um, explore and find your way through it. But, um, and it just goes to show that, yeah, the more you make everything look the same, the harder it is to find yourself, because, um, that's definitely what happens with the hedge maze, where I kind of gave up and just went, used the map, otherwise I'm going to be here way too long and not finish by the time the, the podcast. Yeah. So, Fox... How much variety is there to the mazes in Realms of the Haunting? I said earlier that they were all like uh, variations on the theme, and I think that's pretty true. Okay. I don't. I mean, I think they. I think they have uh, like progressions of complexity. Um, although I don't think it's linear. I think it gets more. The mages get more complex towards the middle, and then they kind of ease off in the end. That's been my experience. When you say complex, how do you mean? Like more paths or? Kind of more paths, but I guess I guess I'm using my uh, my own experience and being disoriented as the metric. I would say they get more complex towards the end. Then I mean, I mean the brain maze is the mother of all. Yeah, um, the one before the brain maze, though that one I I thought eased up compared to the hedge maze before it. Yeah, you know, the one after the prison. It's like a bumpy upward slope. Yeah, which is good. And I do feel like even though they all have their core in that hedge maze theme, there is a decent amount of variety where, like, the caverns have the open rooms, 
and the brain maze is kind of uneven and uh the tower is mostly over empty uh, yeah empty the tower's void. the tower's variation is that it's really boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's only so many most of the sections there even though it's supposed to be like one big area a lot of them are actually cut off from each other so the 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 way you go to Sheol, there's no way to get to the other realms. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fixed path. I appreciated that. So, uh, Shouty, how much variety would you say is there in the mazes of Realms of the Haunting? I think there's quite a bit of variety. I feel like it has like a lot of enough spatial variety to for each maze to distinguish itself from one another. Could you give me an example of spatial variety? Well, I mean, just uh, how they're structured. Like, hedge maze is a bunch of 90-degree angles. But the cavern is, like, wide open and uneven. Okay. So, like, you know, this the game wouldn't be any fun this way, but if you took out all of the keys and locked doors and enemies, you would still be able to distinguish one maze from another just because of how the walls are placed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I feel the same way. I think that's just enough to have variety. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Rose of Hawthing does have good variety because there is a way to distinguish each of the mazes from each other, uh, whether it's how the the rooms in the past relate to each other via satellite rooms and hub rooms. So, like, you know, the brain maze is one big central room that splits off into six six symmetrical rooms and and each two so it's almost like a hexagon but then it's like a triangle on how they no not yeah each connect to each other which is one reason why you'll find yourself entering one and then coming out another and then the hedge maze is you know well a big hedge maze and even the one after the prisoner is distinct because you can actually completely go around it before you enter the hedge maze whereas the one in was it Requia or Arquia? I don't remember. The, the one where you get the, the golden chicken, that one you enter in it only one way, and you exit it only one way. So Yeah. And the, also, just the sheer size of that one uh, makes it different. And then, of course, the case where it's as Shouty described it. So, yeah. And then the mansion itself, too. I should ask, Adrian, is the chiming on your end? Fuck, I was hoping you wouldn't hear that. Yes, it is. <laughs> what is that? That's okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I'm back. So, what kind of variety would... Uh, you know, barring the spaces... What kind of variety do the mazes have in terms of enemies and puzzles? Like, is there a good variety there, or do they, are they generally the same? Okay, the brain one was just collect a bunch of collect a bunch of brains. It's not really a puzzle. It's just collect shit. Well, I guess by puzzle, I only mean challenges that don't decrease your health. Oh uh, well, yeah, I guess like what you mean. Yeah, because you know the caves. I think the cave is actually the one that had the most enemies. Then the brain maze had many enemies, and the fact that you needed to collect up the brains. The hedge maze didn't have any enemies, but it also required you to find those three different items, and for some of them, do a platforming challenge or find a 
really hard to see switch on the bottom of a bench. Yeah. And then the outdoor one after the prisoner, that might actually be the simplest one, or relatively simple at, compared to what point it is in the game. Yeah. So there's actually a pretty decent variety, both in space and challenges. Yeah, you will fight enemies in those two, and I think they do chase you through that one. Uh, I don't think they're infinite, but um, yeah, you're dealing with um, projectile-based enemies. You know, the men in black and the uh, the demon-looking dudes who make bull noises whenever you shoot them. Yeah. Okay. The enemies didn't really do all that much to distinguish each other. I mean, you have what you have flying enemies that don't fall down to pits, but then you have just dudes that walk around and try to hit you sometimes when they feel like it. And then you just had the those annoying bats in the tower that breathe fireballs. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, you have uh, probably the most dangerous one, which is the Men in Black, where they if they pull up their gun. Because I think it's hit scan because you don't see the projectile they shoot. Yeah, so, you just get damage. Yeah, just just take just take it. So you always want to approach them like sidelong so that they use the fireball. Yeah, because the fireball one you can actually avoid, and you can see them do their little arm wave when they yeah. do it. It's it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts on mazes in Realms of the Haunting? The way they went about it, I think they might have gone a little bit overboard with the hedge maze, or, I don't know. I guess I would kind of prefer if you didn't need the maps too much, but I felt like I would save more of my time if I did use the maps, and sure enough, I I do feel that I did, so, I don't know. Maybe not rely so much on making the rooms all the same, because if that's just there just to kind of make it hard to make sense of where you're go, going or having the pens bend back and loop in on each other to make it hard to find discrete dead ends so you can say, okay, now I can go back and retrace my steps and then go off this other branch, then, um, I don't know. Yeah, because damn, that brain means... I didn't have the map for that one. I don't think there was there a was, map for that one. No, there wasn't a map. That one took so much time. And the map is in your brain. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe if they modified it so that it wasn't quite as big as it was, because that center room is freaking humongous. It's like, why is that big? Yeah, I feel like the game, you know, it has puzzles, it has enemies, but the main thing it's going for is maze. Mm. Like it, It's like they made a game about mazes and then peppered in other stuff to make sure it was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the mansion the mansion and the caves, I, I think, are fine, because I didn't need, need a map for either of those two. The mansion um, was, like... The mansion itself was, like, on par with the Resident Evil mansion, in terms yeah. of... Yeah. I, I made that same comparison. It's like, this is like Resident Evil if it was in first person, because that's what it really reminded me of. I want to butt in. My, my favorite parts of the game were almost exclusively outside of the mazing. It was, like, sightseeing within the houses, uh, solving puzzles within, the, like, the church and the house next to it was really fun. Yeah. And yeah. Not the catacombs, not the caverns, but the place right before it, when you go, when you get the, I think, when you first meet Florentine, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Leary with a chair. Uh, chapter two? Yeah. Yeah, I think they actually did more with, like, lock and key challenges than really, um, you know, mazes where they test your spatial navigation more. 
Spatial navigation? Is yeah. That, that's a thing. I, As opposed okay. to temporal navigation. Okay, no, no, no. Because I, I was thinking navigation was the wrong word. No. Negotiation? No, spatial navigation. No, it, I think it's spatial navigation, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As you just heard, Realms of the Haunting also has its fair share of puzzles. We've played a number of puzzle games here in the commune, and it's always tempting to throw in the towel and look up the solution. So, I asked, when do we turn to an FAQ for beating a game? Realms of the Haunting, well, it's not one of those old ancient PC games where you, you're supposed to get stuck and buy the guide. But it certainly can happen. It's easy to get lost, and it's easy to miss something for a puzzle. So, Fox, did you ever use any external help to complete Realms of the Haunting? Uh, yeah, I did. I used the forum to, to go back as, as like, note-taking. Yeah. Uh, specifically, where the heck Hawk was in prison. <laughs> yeah. That, that helped jog my memory. And... And I think two cases, I didn't use a walkthrough, but I used the uh, universal hint system that, that's at UHS, I think. Yeah. It'll give you hints. Yeah. It, it was like, I couldn't I, I couldn't think to to look under a doormat. That one and, got me to the freaking wand. Yeah. <laughs> I was not happy when I found that out. Oh, I got that the instant I walked in. Oh, you shut up. <laughs> you just trip on the mat? <laughs> oh, here's a magic wand. <laughs> well, if you were if you were in person there, you would step on a magic wand and feel it under your foot. Yeah, yeah, it's a big ass stick. <laughs> it's a big ass what? Stick. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. and I think I got stuck on the the caverns when I ran into the gargoyle and I didn't have the crystal I needed. Oh yeah, I remember that. I think you posted about that. Yeah, I that. I didn't get stuck on that, but that was one that um, I was like, what? When I found out this, when I was just wandering around and then I find the thing, it's like, oh, so what, why do I have this other thing then? Because, you know, that other crystal that you pick up along the way is actually completely useless. I don't even know if you use that for anything. There are like five or six of those. I'm pretty sure they're just red herrings. Yeah. The That copper coin one... Uh, by the portal, I got super lucky, and I, when I found that, in order to enter the church, um, um, I didn't. Again, I didn't get stuck, but um, that was one where it's like, wow, that oh, would have been ye- such. Oh, it's yeah. not by the portal. The guy drops that when he dies. Yeah. Oh, he drops it. Okay, because Lord knows when I found that, it's like, oh. Yeah, I thought I thought that came out of nowhere too. I don't know what that was doing there. Yeah. I could have wasted so much time not knowing that I needed to just find this teeny little circle on the ground because it's not. It's so easy to miss. Shadi, did you ever use external help? Yeah, um, I used some walkthroughs, but like they were, had like vague wording in a way that um, I still felt like I figured out what to do by myself. They were more like hints pointing you. Yeah, I didn't use I didn't directions. use the UHS uh, website. I I didn't think Rome's the Haunting would be on that website. 
Uh, yeah, it has Superhero League of Hoboken. Oh my god. Anyway. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I there was a point where I did have to like take some notes down on what I was doing on like a like a notepad program. Oh, a text edit for you, uh, yeah. Macintosh heretics. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's what I did. Some like like in the the, the puzzle room. It, it, it um. At the end of the game, I, I oh, had to like, yeah. figure out which switch controlled which other switches. When did you use the walkthrough? Uh, a lot. Usually when I was like, just like as a directional thing, like, oh, go this way. Okay. Adrian, did you ever use external help? Uh, yes, I did. I had a lot of near misses for things but um where i i definitely did need the external help was without a doubt the puzzle uh chapter 17 near the end where you have these two guns and they need to shoot through these stone blocks and there's there's like 12 stone blocks and then you have like nine switches each switches raises a different number of the blocks yeah that was just way too hard way too fast that was like the temple of time moving the two statue dudes in Twilight <laughs> Princess, where it's just like, whoa, this puzzle's way too hard out of nowhere. Well, I don't know what I'm I doing. Mean, oh, the, the problem with those kinds of puzzles is that they tell you to experiment, but you really can't reset so you can wait, get your bearings. Wait, wait. What? It, so the rule on that is um, you flip a switch, and if a block is... That it affects yeah, but, is up, but yeah. it goes down, and if a block is affects is down, it goes but, up, yeah, and the, then yeah. if it's not a block it affects, then it doesn't affect it. Yeah, but you yeah. have to figure that out for each individual switch, and by the time you're done experimenting, yeah. you have to, it's easier to... Re, you really can't... There's no in-game thing to reset yeah. other than loading a save. No, you don't... But you never need to reset. Yeah, you do. So you, know, so you can know which one does what. Well, you know which one does what, because you wrote them all down. Yeah, but like after you're done experimenting, you you got a mess to deal with. Well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your Rubik's cube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't write them down, but that's that's one of the things that makes that so different. Difficult is the number of switches, number of blocks, and it's so easy to go through the switches and then forget. Okay, which one did this switch do again? The one I remembered was the number nine switch, the one all the way in the right. It moves every odd-numbered block. It's like, okay, that's easy. I think it's, a, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's every odd number, but then all the other ones, like, okay, this one moves two, three, and seven. This one moves, like, one, three, and five, and it's, like, strange numbers. Yeah, you can see in that chapter 17 thread, I have, like, half a page of notes just on that puzzle alone. Yeah, like, because that is the... <laughs> Um, the complete curveball puzzle. Like, all the other ones I could get through fairly quickly. I mean, the, the one with the mirror mazes, that one definitely took me a while, but... <laughs> I, I did manage to find my way back out. Um, hey, that's also... That's another folded maze, because the lights are out on your way back. Yep. And the other one where you use the blue light walls, that one I actually did manage to figure out. That one, I actually do think there's an issue with poor positioning and that they need the switches closer to the thing you're looking at. Yeah. Because it was, it was a struggle to, like, put myself in just the right sweet spot so I could have at least all five of them to the left and a, a little bit of the maze in front of me so I could 
tell which ones were actually moving because that was one of the hard parts when you first enter that is you push a switch you don't see what happens it's like okay now let me check the thing and see which ones actually moved but you know i was able to get through that a lot of the other times was just like shitty things that it's it's not that i didn't know it's that i it's stuff with like the interface like um the other puzzle room after the hedge maze where it's like oh you need to wear the glasses or put on the earplugs but you don't equip them like you would no like you normally would you actually are supposed to use them so you click on them and then you click the u key and then you can uh go through the song of death or see the laser wire things and whatever and it's like okay yeah i had that same problem yeah so it was that i didn't know what to do it was just that oh i interface was weird and um yeah that one jump i also looked up I kind of did that out of fear, hoping, please don't make me do that. Oh, I that <laughs> jump. Uh, I'm trying to remember if there was any other time. I don't... Oh, yeah, it was very early in Chapter 2. I got trapped in a room that you could not escape. So I looked up, and that's when I found out that that gate was actually a door that you then keep going, and then you open, like, a secret passage behind the coffin, and then you, then you uh, keep running out. That was another one. Um, but I am. I, I do think it's kind of funny that I actually found some a way to get completely trapped in that game. I mean, I definitely had my frustrating moments, but uh, not not that many compared to Hobo Can, where it's like I really have no uh, idea what to do. I give up. Yeah, that was Let like once just... per chapter. Look something up. Yeah. Let's see. I had to look up where Hawk was in chapter eleven. I think it is. I had to look up the glasses thing for the. Uh, jailer puzzles. Shadi, did I ever ask you for help? That's. I usually turn to someone who's ahead of the game in me. Uh, like Fox, I got a lot of help for Hoboken with. I know one thing. I figured out that you could actually mix the water pipe with like the flintlock and the other stuff by complete accident. Oh, yeah, that's the only time in the game you need to combine items. I feel like I did that earlier in the game, and that's how I actually knew about it ahead of time, that you could combine items. I'm trying to remember what, but I can't. Yellow herb and red herb? Yeah, but I remember once I um, did that, uh, that's when I mixed every item just to see what which ones worked and which ones didn't. That's how I ended up getting the snow powder, even though I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm. So, Shouty, what is your threshold for looking up an FAQ? It annoys me. <laughs> so you sit there for 15 minutes and it's just like I am tired of this yeah Okay. Uh, what about other types of help like do you ever ask people for help on the very off chance someone is online that I know is also playing the game I'll be like hey you've been to this part and yeah. maybe I'll ask for a hint not have them give away the answer yeah would you distinguish between that and looking up an FAQ? Or do they feel the same to you? No, they're different because, you know, like, if I'm asking them to give it a, give away the, the solution, I may as well just look up an FAQ. But if I'm, you know, talking to a real person, I can, like, talk it out. Yeah. So that's better. Okay. Adrian, do you have a threshold for looking up an FAQ? Yeah, and that's... 
It's kind of the same where if I get a little bit too annoyed or just too, I feel like I'm just wasting too much time and maybe if I keep going on I'll get it, but I don't feel like the time would, the time that I lose is going to be worth it. So sometimes I'm like, if I suspect it's something like, you know, if it's going to be something really lame, like, you know, the wand thing, I'm just going to be like, okay, just tell me. I usually hope that's not something lame, but oftentimes that's usually when I'm going to look for help. If it, if I think it's going to be something lame, like, oh, you missed a switch here behind the, the thing. Or like you didn't equip the glasses right. Yeah, stuff like that. Because usually I'll try to double back, see if I can do everything. I mean, that's how I was able to get through, um, you know, the brain maze and other stuff. But then there are just times where it's like, even that doesn't help. And if I feel like I've exhausted every possibility and the only things left are just like really like nuanced kind of finicky things, then that's when I'm going to call it quits. Most of the time that ends up being the case. So what's the difference between that and like a puzzle that's hard and challenging? How do you distinguish between something that's nuanced and annoying and just a puzzle that's hard and uh, takes some thinking to figure out? Oh, in the case of the the thing with the earplugs, it's like, I think I got the trick. It's like, well, what else are you supposed to do here? It's like, they gave me these items. Because that's usually another thing that you, is that if you think you're stuck, probably use one of the items that you've been given. And when I go through every item and I'm like, okay, I've gone through everything I have. There's only so many rooms I can go to. Obviously, I'm not supposed to go back out to the edge maze. So it's like, well, then what's left? And then... You know, that's what I'm thinking. All right, it must be something must be going wrong here. And, you know, that's when it turns out. Yeah, because you think it's something straightforward. It's like, okay, there's a room. I'm mysteriously dying. I did. I just so happen to get these earplugs. Maybe a sound's killing me, even though you can't actually hear anything, which is weird. But yeah. But the thing is, like, when you do that, when you do the thing you think should work and it doesn't work, then you're like, okay, what's going on here? Mm, okay. Versus the other one where it's just like, oh my god, because I was pushing on the switches trying to remember which blocks move what. It's like I kept forgetting them because part of the thing is to make that puzzle, uh, for me to keep trying that puzzle longer than I did was um, you need to remember the moves. You need to know the moves that you have whenever you do any puzzle. And when I'm just trying to, struggling just to remember what my own moves are in moving these blocks, and the only one I can remember is the one on the far right, and there's like 12 different blocks, and I need to do it for two guns as well, that's when I'm like, this is too hard. It's like, I could bang my head on it, I could, you know, go through all this trouble of writing it down, but I really do just think that um, uh, that, that was just too hard and too fast, and I, I kind of need to get this game, get get this game done with. Yeah, okay. I, I was definitely a bit more pressured of time by that point because um, I only, uh, I actually only beat the game just yesterday. Oh, okay. I barely made it. Nice. You're like you're like Adam at the end, leaping out of the <laughs> exploding house. Fox, what is your threshold for looking up an FAQ? Uh, I really hate doing it. So, like, I have to feel either cheated, kind of like. How Hoboken made me feel. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, or I feel like I've exhausted all of my resources and it's out of my reach. 
So that's if you write down every possible thing you can do in the game, and it's like none of these is the solution. Yeah. Are there any other types of help that you use? Usually I go to hints first, or, or, or period. I, 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 mean, I like to figure out it on my own, but uh, I mean, asking people or, or yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I need to do that more. I need to just ask people. Because uh, Lord knows, I think all of you finished this game before me, so I should have just done that. I mean, something I like, I mean, I'll, I'll tend to, I think there were two parts in the game where I wrote it down and tried to brute force my way through it. Like, uh, I know I had to write down the hedge maze, because I kept getting lost in it. So I tried to create a map it out like a dungeon. But I thought, I thought you had a map for the hedge maze. Did you not have the map? I did, but I kept getting disoriented. When, when I have no idea where I am, it, the map doesn't help me very much. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just find a... I just, when you're using a map that doesn't show your location, you just look for a landmark, and you try and match it up with the map. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see what you mean. You, you needed more confirmation. Yeah, dude, there's no, like... I don't know... If, I don't think there's a shortcut key to a, a specific map that you can do. Well, no. So, any... Anytime you need to look at the map, you also, you can always have to hit I, <laughs> go to the, the map menu, click right-click the map, and then drag it over because it doesn't show the whole thing for some reason. Yeah, there uh, was one maze that I just broke down and uh, screenshotted so I could look at it all in one go. And then I looked it up <laughs> yeah. on, on the Realms of the Haunting wiki and found out someone else had already done it. Yeah, and um, the text for some of those, because I wanted to get more into the lore of the game and like read those journals, but one, they were, a lot of them were written cursive, and then the thing was just so <laughs> dang small. Yeah. That, And they didn't show the whole thing. It's like, guys, you have like the whole screen. I, why do I have to keep dragging the whole page down? You can fit that on there. Yeah. So, I, I did that for a little while, but then it's like, oh, this, I don't want to have to like, go too close to my computer monitor and possibly risk damaging my eyes just so I can read tiny font. So I stopped doing that. You mean like Adam must be doing with the letters that you can only see that much? <laughs> yeah. He he must have eye problems because he needed a magnifying glass to read big fat letters <laughs> saying burn on one of those things. Oh, wait. That's what the magnifying glass is for? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's for. I use that without realizing it. I guess that must be the benefit of easy puzzle mode. Oh, yeah. yeah you don't. Yeah, you don't use the magnifying glass. You equip it. Hmm. Okay, but the ear, the earplugs you do have to use. Uh, so, Fox, has using an FAQ ever ruined a game for you? I know you said you didn't like it. Like ruined how? Like if I look it up, do you think it ruins how I'm going to go through the rest of the game? Spoiled the experience, made it not fun. Uh, sometimes just looking up, looking up, having to look up the solution ruins it. Kind of sours it for me. Like, the more I have to do it, the less favorable I feel towards the game. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, like, when, when when looking up an FAQ, you'll see a whole bunch of other stuff, like a list of side quests or secrets. And sometimes those are things I want to find on my own. Yeah. So knowing that there's a whole bunch of extra stuff I may have missed or I, I could go out of my way to get, kind of, I don't know, doesn't make it as fun. Okay. Adrian, has using an FAQ ever ruined the game for you? I'm kind of in the same boat with Fox, where it's usually when I'm not having fun anymore that I kind of resort to using an FAQ. Right, ruining the game has already happened. 
It's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I, I've, I've gotten desperate to the point that I kind of want to look up so I can see what else the game has left. Yeah. Yeah, although there, there are, you know, obviously good games I played where I, I ended up having to do that, and Link to the Past is one of them mm. on, th- I think, three different occasions, actually. Oh, man. But um, it didn't ruin the game for me. Okay. Shouty, has an FAQ ever ruined a game for you? I think I'm in agreement with the rest okay. of everyone else. Um, like, yeah, by the point, by the time I'm using an FAQ, the game is already on fun, and I just want to get through it and see what other fun parts there are. Sometimes I jump to an FAQ too quickly, and then uh, I feel like I could have solved it on my own if I'd only given it more time. But ye, time is a is a commodity. Uh, so. yeah, like, when we're trying to beat a game within a month, yeah, but if I play a Zelda game in my own time, if I get stuck, I don't mind. The only, um, only the last puzzle kind of fits what you were saying, where it's like, but I actually, actually, no, I, I, I don't think I was cheated out of anything that, the same way I don't feel like I was cheating out of anything for not solving that Temple of Time statue puzzle in Twilight Princess for looking that up. I don't feel like I was cheated. It's like... <laughs> it, it was... <laughs> you would have felt worse solving it on your own. Yeah. Because, like, that's just how freaking uh, hard it was, or at least how hard it was for me. Yeah, okay. Maybe I could do that puzzle now. I mean, because that puzzle, I would say, is simpler than the one we were doing for Realms of the Haunting. Because, um... Yeah, because here's the thing. That puzzle is the kind of thing that I can very easily imagine making a game around, or like a little small eShop game where you start off with like three switches and three blocks and then work your way up to nine switches yeah, but and 12 it's blocks. It's just like 12 blocks out of nowhere. I know. So, And that's why it's it's such a huge difficulty spike. And it's like by the time... I, I didn't think the time investing so I could wrap my brain around all the switches to know what I have to do and know how to make the right moves was going to be worth it. Yeah, okay. So, Fox, you are looking up an FAQ when a game is already unpleasant. It Does the FAQ save the game? It, it makes it so I can continue, so I guess in a sense, yeah. <laughs> and, do you, I mean, do you eventually get over it and, oh, this is why I was playing this game? Yeah, I mean, so long as so long as the number of times I have to do that is minimal, I can I can forgive it. Yeah, <laughs> trying so hard not to think of superhero league of hope. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, I mean, I'm not crazy about this game or anything. Uh, I I still think it's a little. Um, it was it was fairly run of the mill game for me, but um, I definitely put this game above superhero league of hope again. I'm not going to say it was outright boring, like um. Uh, Oak was a little bit earlier. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed this game for the most part. Yeah, it's it's got its moments. I mean, I don't I don't think it's terribly good. I don't think it's terribly bad either. Run of the mill. Uh, it 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 no, it does has its frustrating moments. Like, how would I rank it? But it also has really good moments, like chapter two and chapter twelve. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's hard to give it an overall ranking because the game just has various high points and low points. Yeah. So, Shouty, has an FAQ ever saved a game for you? Well, saved this one. Okay, so you came out, you know, 
with a smile on your face having completed the game and the FAQ helped you. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it saved me time, at least. Okay. Adrian, has an FAQ ever saved the game for you? Yes, of course. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, the two Zelda games. I oh, am. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I want to throw this now. Uh, I thought the ending to uh, Realms of the Haunting wasn't that great. You mean chapter 20? or? Well, like, after you do all those puzzles, then it's just like your fight with Belial, and he's kind of a, a dumb boss. Yeah. Where it's just like, hide behind a rock and peck at him until he until he keels over. Yeah. And then it's just run through that thing, and then there's like seven stupid demon bats flying over at you. It's like, alright, I'll... Oh, that chapter was oh. great. Oh, I didn't... I'm sorry, but the <laughs> controls don't work for that kind of combat of all those things. So it's just like, all right, shoot, shoot, run away, shoot, shoot, run away. And like, it wasn't fun. Oh, man. You don't even get to fight Florentine. Mm, Alf kills him for yep. you. How lame is that? And then Gaul is just does that weird baby whining. Yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> all right so fox i I, know this has been killing me what is your favorite autumn activity i like hiking in the autumn oh nice okay yeah perfect temperature for that kind of stuff adrian what is your favorite autumn activity well i live in florida so we have no concept of autumn wait oh yeah Okay, so you, like, it's, what's your favorite summertime activity for the, you know, <laughs> three months of autumn, or summer near the end of the year? Uh, I don't know. I guess going to theme parks would be one, like, wet and wild, especially, like, water parks, because, you know, perfect temperature. Uh, sadly, though, I think wet and wild is actually being shut down where I live, so that sucks. Aww. I think they're building a new water park in this place, though, so that's good. I hope they make it awesome. Alright. Realms of the haunting park. That'd be a good water Realms park. Realms of the sea world. Realms of the parking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the parking lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Shouty, do you have a favorite autumn activity? School. Oh, that is your favorite? Well, it's my only. That is the only thing you do. In in the autumn, yeah. That sucks. You don't go, like, bobbing for apples? No. Harvesting? horse. Sweet potatoes? No, I'm not a horse. Hmm. You don't, you don't go jumping over fences? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a horse. I need either. more carrots. Uh, Adrian, give me your final words. Final words? Um, Realms of the Haunting. It it was okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Shouty, give me your final words. It was alright. 
Okay. Fox, what are your final words? You know, uh, uh, there were there were parts near the end that I really liked where they had Adam and Rebecca like arguing over who was the best archaeologist. <laughs> like, uh, oh, that's a cross. Oh, sorry, Adam, that's a crucifix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that was funny. <laughs> they uh, they had a good rapport, 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 rapport. The the characters uh, they're always pretty entertaining. I thought. Yeah. Florentine and his Waluigi mustache. <laughs> Snidely whiplash. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, and we will back be back next time with a shootery schmuck beat dealie. All music in this podcast was taken from Realms of the Haunting. I'll leave you with this final thought. Realms of the Haunting has a decent number of enemies and an alright variety of puzzles, but most of its variety comes from how it builds mazes. It's truly impressive how much mileage the game gets out of just plunking down walls in different places. What kinds of variety do you enjoy in a game? Can a game keep your interest even if it doesn't have new types of interactions? If you have any comments or questions, please email vgcommune at gmail.com. Alright, thank you very much. I tried to make that as boring as possible just to reflect the uh, game. (laughs) (laughs) Very accurate to the source material. Yeah. Does the game script say bear the well? I don't know. I I said... Oh no, yeah, it says fare thee well. Yeah. (laughs) It's a farewell. How fair.